0: Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Maya, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're we're going to be looking... In First Peter chapter, or sorry, Second Peter chapter number one. I always want to say first because I'm looking at chapter one on the heading. First, Second Peter, first chapter, and we're going to be concluding our thought that we began last broadcast on all of these attributes we are to add uh, to our faith. And today we'll see the reason, the uh, outcome, the byproduct, and a warning if we don't, and if we do, add these things to our faith. Peter has been instructing us to get knowledge. We've already learned where we find knowledge. You find knowledge only in one spot. You get it in the Word of God. That's right. You get knowledge from the Bible. If you want to know about a person, go to the person. Don't read about the person. Don't talk about the person. If you want to go, go to the source and find out. If you want to know about God, go to the source, the Word of God. You don't learn about God from your friend or your Facebook or some uh, other uh, uh A a finite source. If you want to know about God, perfect information, go to your book, go to the perfect Bible, go to the Word of God, and that's where we learn about our Savior. These are the words, these scriptures that speak of Him, and we learn about the attributes of God, and the attitude of God, and the affection of God, and what angers God, and we could run the list. You learn about our Savior, and we do that, and it helps us live a godly life, a virtuous life, a, a testimony kind of a life that brings on... Honor and glory to the name of God. Now, a lot of people think they know God, but they just know what they think they know about God. They don't have an accurate, precise biblical knowledge. So many Christians think they know God, but they don't even know their own Bible. All they know is the God that they hear sung about or the God they hear uh, tweeted or posted about and they uh, see on a blog or whatever else, but they never consult the Word of God. Now, you might get a little bit of insight, but you're not going to get perfect knowledge unless you go to the Bible. That's where you draw your wisdom and your knowledge of, uh, concerning God out of is the Word of God. All right, so Peter says it uh, six times, I think, maybe more. Let me count. One, two, uh, let's see, three Uh, four, I think he says it five or six times in these first six or seven verses, all right, that we need to get knowledge. And then Peter began to inform us, add to our faith. That means incorporate these attributes into your Christianity. And he gave us a list of the attributes and we broke down each one and described what it meant last broadcast. And now by the way, if you missed last broadcast and you want to get a uh, get up to date with me or if you listened and you want to get refreshed, find us where you find your podcast. Just go and subscribe, type in striving for revival, become a subscriber. It's free, of course, to the podcast. And then you can Go back and listen to every broadcast we've ever recorded. It's all archived there in the striving for revival. podcast, all right? So we talked about these words last time, virtue. We're to add to our faith virtue. Virtue is character. Virtue is goodness. Virtue is a genuineness. He's a good man. He has good character. He's an honest individual. Add that to your faith. Then it said knowledge. We're talking about this knowledge not of just the world, but a knowledge of God. That means be a Bible student. Study your Bible. Read the Word of God and look for God in it, all right? And study it. Get to know who God is. Then said that add to your knowledge temperance. Remember we talked about temperance. What is temperance? Temperance is self-control. Temperance is discipline. Uh, I think about these Olympic athletes. They have to have temperance. They have to control themselves, their diet, their schedule, their workout routine. Everything about their life is regulated so that they might win the gold, right? So you and I as Christians are called to temperance, regulate your life, discipline your life. Why? Because we're chasing an incorruptible crown. and We want to live a life that glorifies God. All right, add to your temperance. Then he said, Said patience. Now, we talked about patience, not just putting up with people that are annoying and, and not just uh, being still and slow to react, but also this persevering, patience, pressing on, continually doing what's right, just plugging away, being a plotter, just doing what you're supposed to do, patience. And then he said, add to your patience godliness, godliness, that's genuine faith in Christianity, not just outward religiosity, not just having a form, but having the actual substance being a godly person. Not just adorning on the outside, but having that which is real on the inside that permeates, all right, to the out. Then he said, add to your godliness, brotherly kindness. That's Christian, love one toward another. Be kind, long-suffering, gentle, meek toward others, all right? And then lastly, add to your faith uh, charity. Charity is love, but more than just love, it is active love. It is displayed love. It is uh, very evident and obvious love shown to other people. Charity defined, go to Calvary. That's a display of love. For greater love hath no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friends, all right? And here's the reason why. Here's our new verses, verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, if these attributes uh, are in your life, if you practice these things, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's two words, barren and unfruitful. Now, here it is. You're not going going to be barren. You're not going to be unfruitful if you apply these things to your faith, right? If you include these attributes in your life. So the context is these things that he's mentioned, Plug these things in, and you'll won't be barren. You'll grow. You'll increase. You'll get to, to a higher level with God. You'll produce fruits, right? That honors and glorifies God. Your life won't be like a dried up branch or like a a, a, a tree that has no root. You won't be fruit fruitless. You won't be idle. You won't be unproductive. But you'll be a Christian that honors the Lord. If those things are in you, right, you'll be fruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Those seven spiritual traits that we just talked about come through the knowledge of our Lord. So if you gain those attributes, then you're going to get to know more about the Lord. And as you get to know more about the Lord, you're going to bear fruit. You're going to bear fruit. Verse number nine. But he that lacketh these things is blind. That's a stout statement. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So again... Whenever Peter said these things, he's talking about those seven or so attributes that he mentioned starting in verse number five. Those things are to be added to your life. They're to be plugged in. They're to be incorporated. You're to add those to your life by knowledge of the Lord. When you get to know God, then you're going to want to be virtuous. When you get to know God, you're going to get uh, some temperance. When you get to know God, you're going to develop patience. When you get to know God, of course, you're going to become more godly. When you get to know God, you're going to have brotherly kindness. When you get to know who God, God is charity will abound in your life, and if those things abound, then you don't have to worry about being barren. You don't have to be worry be about uh, worry about being unfruitful when it comes to your knowledge of God, because it's very evident you know who God is, because you have those Christ-like attributes in your Christianity. But if you don't have those seven things, if you don't have those things plugged in your life, it's as if you're blind. It's like you can't see afar off. It's like you've forgotten that you've been born again. You're an example to this world that is a poor example to them. It looks as Though you're lost, to them it looks as though your Christianity is phony, to them it looks like your religion is shallow, to them it looks like your God is untrue, and it's like you've forgotten that you've been purged from your own sin. Peter says, You lack these things, uh, if you lack these things, those who do are spiritually myopic, nearsighted, and oblivious to what's coming. They have no concept of either God's blessings in heaven or his judgment that's on the way. They can't see. They can't discern. They have no direction. They just float through life. They have no spiritual understanding. And when you lack those things, it's as though you've forgotten that you've even been saved. How has that been possible? How is it even possible? Someone who's been born again by the grace of God to live as though they've never been born again. Well, apparently it's all it is. But what a horrible thing, What a bad message to preach to the lost and dying world that you say you're saved and a Christian and yet you have no Christ exuded from your life. That's why Paul said put on put on and he lists these attributes of Christ, long-suffering, meekness, temperance, all these different things. Why? We're supposed to, and James talks about it, we're just, our faith is justified by our works, not in the eyes of God, but the eyes of this world. Our works justify the fact our faith is real. When they see this goodness of God, these Christ-like character traits coming out of our life, then it adds some weight, it gives some credence to what we say lives on the inside of us. One more verse, verse 10, wherefore the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. All right? So our calling and election, it's a metaphor for salvation. So Peter is saying, be diligent to make your salvation stable in day-to-day living, the experience of it. So sure, being stable, that's what that means. It's imperative. We're commanded of the Holy Spirit to stabilize our Christian life by developing those seven spiritual qualities in our lives. And here's the secret of the Christian life. As we develop those spiritual traits in our lives, they'll keep us from falling into sin. All right? So virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. We need those in our life. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.